Welcome to the Ether. Today is Monday, January 17th, 2022. This episode of the Ether is brought to you by Orbital Command, a community validator on Terra dedicated to educating, expanding, and promoting the lunatic community. Visit OC's What We Do page using the link in the show notes to take advantage of some of their other educational resources, including weekly meetups to discuss Terra protocols, strategies, and concepts, the Terra Luna Intel Report on Telegram, YouTube explainer videos on Terra concepts, and much more. You can also support their community efforts by considering them next time you're delegating or redelegating your Luna. Find out more at orbitalcommand.io. TerraSpaces appreciates their support. Today on the Ether, we have the Orbital Command Void Protocol chat. Let's take a listen. I'm sorry, two co-hosts and one host. This is exciting. I'm actually excited to learn about Void Protocol. I'm not uh, super familiar with this one. Yeah, I'm pumped as too, which is why I wanted to organize it. <laughs> <laughs> Good reasoning there. Absolutely. It's totally selfish. Let's do this. Let's get Void on. There we go. They're a speaker now. Can you hear us there, Void? Here we go. I think I think I'm through now. Beautiful. There we go. We can hear you now. Awesome. Awesome. How's it going? Yeah, very good. I think what we'll do is your is your speaker so I can hear a pretty big delay on my voice here. Oh, wait, no, it's oh, still really? Oh, no, it's still there. Do you have a uh, headset of headphones, perhaps? I, I do have my headset on. They just must be trash. I'll, I'll just mute myself in between. Legend. Love that. So what we'll do here today, basically, it's 12 o'clock where I'm at at the moment in sunny Queensland, Australia. Um, it sounds like our friend from Void Protocol is somewhere in my neck of the woods as well. Um, basically, over the next you know hour, 45 minutes to an hour, have a little conversation just to find a bit about void protocol how they work the team the tokenomics all the exciting bits and pieces um i'll fire off some questions of my own as we cruise along and help get a bit of an understanding about you know the ins and outs and the intricacies of it and then we'll open up the floor uh probably in the last sort of 20 minutes um and do a bit of an ama type thing and uh, everyone can hopefully have their their questions answered and then once we arrive at the end of that sort of 60 minutes there We'll wrap it up. We'll high-five each other digitally and we'll say farewell. Um, if this all goes well, I think TerraSpaces is already recording. So the people that aren't currently on this will be able to listen to this at the end. Um, and hopefully everyone leaves today knowing a bit more about Boy Protocol and how they're going to benefit the Terra ecosystem in the future. Just chuck a little emoji up if that all sounds good to everyone. Cute. So what I'll do, and of course, as Ion here is operating as host as well, um, that's mostly because my Phone sometimes just yeets me out of out of uh, Twitter spaces. So if my phone yeets me out, I will come back on, but Orbital Command will have the floor still just in case it happens. Now, let's just check in for a second. Void Protocol, um, would love, love for you to introduce yeah. yourself, mate. Give us a little uh, rundown about where you are today and what's going on. Yeah, of course. So uh, I'm BitSquid, um, one of the co-founders of Void Protocol. Uh, we've been, I guess, building as a team now for about three months. Uh, and I guess as, as founders, we've been kind of putting the idea together for an extra month and a bit before that. Um, it's been crazy, really. Uh, <laughs> we've, like I said, had, had so much support from the community um, and it's all been absolutely organic. So it's been cool, I guess, uh, to have that support. And, and it kind of rings home that there's a, a big need at the moment for like privacy solutions on Terra. Um, so we're really happy to be building one of those solutions. And hopefully, you know, we're building the one that is the one everyone wants to use in the future. Fantastic. BitSquid, awesome. Cool. I wasn't aware of that name there. So, look, first thing that I'm curious to know is... Uh, how many people are actually on the team? How many people are working on this? 
Yeah, so there's there's six of us at the moment. Um, there's two of us in Australia, and then the rest are all overseas between uh, Japan and, and Canada. So, cool. um, yeah, it's been cool sort of collecting all the people up. I'm sort of working as a project manager, overseer uh, of all our sort of daily activities and, and plans and things like that. And then the other co-founders worked on mostly design aspects and and marketing and then we've got the rest as devs um full-time developers working for us uh which recently everyone's just focused on back end so we've just been trying to get all our smart contracts in order and all the all the functionality we need uh to deliver the mvp of the void protocol yeah fantastic and so as far as you know it's good to have the devs working in the back end i've been doing some super sleuthing and uh investigating Leading up to this call here, I'm just reading over some of your, your medium articles and it looks like this hasn't just been smooth sailing. It looks like uh, in one of your recent um, progress updates, this was just from uh, last 13 hours ago, actually. And you're yeah. just saying some bits and pieces that uh, needed addressing. Do you want to give us a bit of a rundown what's happening on the back end there? Of course, yeah. That's actually the reason we wanted to get that article out. I kind of just wanted to be able to have this space as a way to answer questions, but also address like the development and where we've been at. Like, we're sort of firm believers in in decentralization and and transparency comes with that. Uh, so it was kind of, I guess, unfair to sort of keep the expectation that it's going to be <laughs> in the next month or two. Um, but yeah, we, the, era, the the issues we've sort of run into is just the implementation of the zk snarks on. Cosm wasm as is. Uh, we started with a huge focus on all the other kind of smart contracts with a little bit of focus on ZK, uh, mm-hmm. which there was plenty of libraries in Rust. But uh, when it's come to the actual implementation on Terra, we've run into some pretty big hurdles. So we have a group chat now with a couple of devs from TFL and our lead devs in there. And uh, we're hoping we can build together a solution which enables ZK on Cosm wasm in its current form. Awesome. You know what I'd love? Yeah, I'd love to just backtrack just a little bit. Seeing as we're six minutes in the conversation, we're getting we're getting yeah. into thinking <laughs> that there's probably going to be people in this call that have never done anything privacy related in the past, probably have no sort of reference point for you know what even the ZK Snarks means um, and why privacy might be relevant and uh, important in the first place. So let's come back to the to the actual technical stuff in you know 10 minutes time or something. Let's, sure. let's sort of uh, set the stage a little bit for people that may not be fully across all of this just yet. Um, now, I know that you are the project manager, the overseer of this project. You know, first and foremost, like for you, what, why is decentralization and why is privacy important? And what actually inspired you to, you know, get this project going on Terra and why Terra? Yeah, well, I think I think privacy comes with a lot of decentralization. Like, if we're not trusting a uh, centralized authority to keep our ledger or our our records, um, then essentially it's going to be an an almost open book, uh, which we've seen with majority of the layer one solutions right now. They all run as like public blockchains, uh, which is you know it actually has a lot of perks in some senses. Uh, but then in, another, in, in a lot of other senses, it, it comes with negatives. Uh, things like just everyday transactions, if we are all going to this digital world, which it feels like we are, uh, everyday transactions are going to be something that you really don't want to be, you know, revealing the entire contents of your wallet with every time you transact. We've mm-hmm. kind of grown used to a, a world where that's not the case. You know, we only sort of hand over our financial data to the governments mostly. Uh, or to people who need to check, but we do it with our own permission. Whereas, uh, I guess the blockchain world that we've created, it, it happens all the time. You give away, you know, your wallet even by buying an NFT and sharing it. You know, all these simple things can sort of reveal you and your wallet, and possibly, if you don't change, your entire financial future. Sure, and so that's actually a really important point. There's. You know, a lot of people might be listening to this and saying, well, you know, if I've got nothing to hide, if I, you know, if I don't, I'm not doing anything nefarious or sinister or insidious, you know, why, why would I care what's being recorded on this immutable uh, public online ledger that is a blockchain? Um, you know, what would your response be to that? 
Yeah, I, like I, I guess I hear that a lot, and I've I've heard that a lot throughout my entire life. Like with privacy arguments, like in Australia, when it comes to data and things like that, uh, just like with your internet privacy. Uh, but I guess like with with crypto in, in particular, uh, it's it's really big to remember that, like even sending money to a mate, you know, paying a bill. <laughs> can can reveal you know everything and and it might not be anything to someone random online but if you're transacting every day in real life you know it's like everyone can see your bank statement mm-hmm. and even though there might not be things that you want to hide that are nefarious there's i'm sure there's elements of everyone's personal life that that don't just want to be publishing to an immutable um ledger that's there till the end of time ideally <laughs> certainly yeah i had uh, a friend a while ago I, I used to be quite transparent about like everything um and she was like you know what you should save a little bit for yourself sometimes and i was like, <laughs> I think before, I was like you know what not everyone needs to know everything i'm doing and not everything i'm doing is uh malevolent or, or anything like that it's just some things are just better you know kept to yourself and so particularly when it comes down to you know financial transactions and things like that there i, I see that there's a real need for this stuff and of course you know, we had the early privacy uh, focus coins and protocols. Obviously, you've got, you know, XMR, Monero. Um, then you had uh, Dash was trying it back in the day. I don't think they really succeeded. Then you've got Zcash. You've got uh, a few new ones, Haven. Uh, what else is coming out? You've got Shade Protocol. I'm seeing working on some stuff on the secret. Yep. What, what sort of, I guess, just to kind of give a bit of context for people, what's the points of difference that you see in what you're doing versus some of the other things that I've just mentioned there. Yeah, of course. Uh, So we do have similarities, I guess, um, with a lot of the projects in some ways. And there are uh, projects out there, like, for example, Tornado Cash, which we have a lot of similarity to. Uh, In in a lot of ways, we've forked the idea, but tried to add the best of Terra onto that. Mm. Um, But there there are so many privacy solutions coming out. And I guess each one is quite different or i see it as, as quite different and they kind of address different needs mm-hmm. uh, especially with uh the amount of blockchains we're seeing at the moment and i know we are moving towards the multi-chain future um but it's still being clear to us that there's a, a need for or a want from the community for a terra native solution to the problem mm-hmm. so we do definitely have similarities with the other uh mixer style platforms out there, as I said, just trying to leverage the best of Terra. But then there is other privacy plays out there, like uh, Monero. I guess it's kind of more akin to the Bitcoin. <laughs> you know, super simple. Um, only serves one purpose and one purpose only, but it does its mm-hmm. job really well. Yeah. Uh, and then a lot of people are always sort of asking us, you know, how do we compare to Secret Network? Um, which is a big question. Always comes out. Uh, and and in a lot of ways, like we don't necessarily compare a hundred percent to to Secret. Like Secret is a layer one network with privacy by default. So, like to compare a, a, a an app that's built on a layer one with another layer one itself is a little bit impossible. Sure, it's open and oranges. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But in that sense, like Secret definitely has a use case with building private apps underneath it, but. From what we've gathered, there's still a lot of use for just a Terra native solution, just a real simple, easy solution on the Terra chain. No need to leave. Certainly. So we're just I, focusing 100% on that and just keeping it super simple and, and super straight to the point. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to using it myself. But the question that I have, and actually kind of just to go back to that idea of making it simple for people too, you know, it's been said in passing how it's there are similarities to something like Tornado Cash. So Tornado Cash is obviously a mixer on the on Ethereum. But for people that don't know what a mixer is or how it works and how, say, Tornado Cash uh, is similar and different to uh, what you're doing, uh, you know, can you describe that a little bit just to make that easy for people to understand if, they, if they've never interacted with a mixer before? Yeah, of course. Uh, I think, honestly, that it's a, a really simple concept. And I guess people have sort of flirted with it for a long time now on, on trying to get it right. Uh, where you have a smart contract or essentially a pool of funds uh, where every user that wants to deposit can deposit uh, only set increments uh, because that avoids, um, I guess, the the amount you're inputting or outputting to be an identifying factor. So uh, everyone inputs um, set increments into the pool uh, and then 
one of the main goals of it is to have a high enough TVL um, or like capital inside the pools, enough deposits, uh, and then leave it there for enough time. Mm-hmm. And of course, when you when you do submit your deposit, uh, you get a cryptographically secured phrase uh, or set of like terms, which will come out. Uh, and that essentially is your like association to the deposit. So on withdrawal, after some time has passed, uh, which the time at, at small, low TVLs can be a little bit longer than ideal, uh, but with high TVL, it can actually be a really quick turnover um, okay. just because there's so much deposits in there. Um, and then, yeah, you withdraw the funds into a different wallet. You can associate or you can uh, nominate any wallet uh, even a, a wallet with no money that's ever been in it before because uh, mm-hmm. the funds are paid through a gas relay system when you withdraw. And then once the funds are in that wallet and the appropriate steps have been followed, it's, yeah, um, private money, which is unassociated yeah. to any of your previous wallets. Yes. So the, there are two things that come up for me when you were describing that then. Thank you for giving that little breakdown about sort of how fixes work. So people are putting yeah. their money into a pool in even increments. So whether it's a hunt, you know, everyone's putting in $1,000 deposits in UST or $10,000 deposits in UST or you know, 100 in, in Luna, all transactions when they're being dis- deposited and being withdrawn are in those amounts. Is that correct? So on deposit, yes. Uh, initially on withdrawal as well. We're, we're looking into uh, ways to do that because we do kind of want to enable it I guess, um, in a sense, like a private hot wallet. Um, I think one of the biggest things that's coming up is like the everyday usage of your crypto. And like a lot of people talk about the metaverse and, and how it's sort of slowly coming up. And when that comes, like virtually everything will be digital uh, and it will be nonstop transactions. So to be able to top up a wallet that's completely unassociated from your cold wallets and your, you know, your, your real life, your, your physical life uh, is, is, is a huge goal of ours. So we are looking at ways that you can deposit straight, I mean, withdraw straight out of your deposit as well. Um, and there's a few different ways we're looking into that. Maybe even sort of, I mean, the ideal vision in, in my head, which we don't know yet if it's going to be so achievable, but when you withdraw out of your deposit, it pretty much, creates a new unused wallet yes. and then you use that for your your spending and you don't use that wallet ever again <laughs> so just to in with that actually if you feel let's say hypothetically that you put in i don't know ten thousand us and you're withdrawing that in 10 different amounts of say 100 bar, uh, of a thousand bucks would that mean you'd have 10 individual unique wallets that have been created yeah, if, if it was to go down that system, then yeah, you'd just be essentially creating burner wallets um, for your transactions or or even if you just wanted to pretty much top it up for a week of your spendings or something like that. Um, okay, I'm just imagining. So yeah, we're still kind of flirting with those ideas. <laughs> right. Yep, gotcha. I love it. And just regarding the flirting of the ideas too, you know, the people on your team, are you sharing these ideas just in-house or are you sort of sourcing um, suggestions outside as well like where are these ideas coming from at the moment yeah so a, a lot in-house in our planning um, but we also do have uh, a lot of great early investors which have offered ideas in the past and then our community has been unreal like we have a good number of mods in the discord and then uh, void ambassadors as well uh, who are just you know contributors to the to the community and the ecosystem in a, in a meaningful way um and yeah we have discussions that are actually really meaningful with lots of really great ideas and and that's what we've been trying to i guess emphasize in the community you know um, what we're building is a DAO. it is a decentralized project and, and it needs community engagement and input and at the end of the day while we may be making dis- decisions now towards the development we're still looking for input and in the near future it'll be entirely DAO run yeah fantastic and so just a moment ago, you, you did mention that you've had some uh, early fundraising uh, that went into it. I'm looking at the website here and I can see you've had Sky Vision Capital, GT Capital, Thorstarter, uh, Riviera. How much input do those guys have? How much, how much are they sort of talking to you and suggesting things to do? Or have they just sort of said, here's some money, do what you've got to do, and we, you know, we, we've got you back? Yeah, so not so much in the last couple of weeks this year but last year we, we were chatting quite quite frequently with a lot of them uh we're big fans of, of gt uh they've got a huge group of uh 
you know, community members in there, really active community members that are full of full of great information. Um, and yeah, like they, 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 I guess all of them have have provided some kind of value in some senses. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, who knows where where it will go? The continuation. <laughs> right, gotcha. Yeah, because I'm looking at here. It was originally a raised amount of three hundred seventy-five thousand, which should be yep. five percent of the void total supply. Um, basically, to, just to ensure that you've got a comfortable runway. As far as like the usage of those funds so far, and like being able to make sure everyone's looked after within the team, and that like, do you have still a, a quite a clear runway? I know there's been a couple of obstacles and hurdles. And you're not exactly yeah. sure. Is everything still looking uh, positive on that front? Yeah, at, at the moment, definitely. Uh, I mean, I can be pretty transparent. Like we're looking at about eight and a half months of runway still, uh, yeah. and we're projected to launch very soon. Oh, not very soon, but in the next few months. I mean, so we're we're pretty confident, but we do have other avenues. Like our, our goal with the with the raise was to not overreach um, mm -hmm. and try to keep it. So that when the public raise happens, the community raise, the majority of the funds are in the hands of the community or majority mm -hmm. of the token. Yep. Um, in some ways, yeah, we probably could have reached a little bit higher <laughs> just to give it a little bit more of a buffer. Um, but with yeah, what we're doing. Could. But also yeah. the, the, the bootstrapping, you know, the bootstrapping mentality is also a good one to have too, I think. I think a lot of people go out and raise a bunch of capital that they probably don't need. Um, and so I think the the guys the fact that you guys are able to kind of do it uh, a bit leaner is uh it's good it's good yeah and we can, we can see the way through like it it's been sort of ample so far um it's only now where it's like oh we could have been maybe a little bit more lenient but it's felt like ample um to set this all up and I guess any more of the time we would have felt like we were definitely overreaching uh but we mm -hmm. also um because of what we're trying to implement with the the zk libraries on cosmosm we're hoping that maybe we can if funds get lenient um apply for some grants and stuff like that as well okay. um but for now we're just going to keep trucking along and yeah hopefully we've secured the runway required which we're pretty confident we have love it so here's what i actually want to do real quick is you know, you've just mentioned the ZKs again or ZK Snarks. So just for people that, again, are not perhaps not familiar, what is a ZK Snark and what does it do? How does it work? Yeah, so it's essentially just how the um, how the transactions are secured. Um, it's, a, it's a secure, like, decentralised method. Um, I'm trying to think the best way to put it. <laughs> it's, it always trips me up, this one. The best way that I've heard it explained for me, um, so just for those listening, zero, uh, ZK SNARK stands for Zero Knowledge Succinct Non-Interactive Argument of Knowledge. And <laughs> I know it's a mouthful and it, it almost makes no sense to say it uh, in sequence, but the example that was given is that it's a, it's a way of verifying things privately without having to disclose any information. So in the way that if you were to go to a club, a nightclub, um, you know, there's the bouncer at the door who checks your ID and makes sure that makes sure that you are over 18. Once you go in the club, no one has to ask you if you're 18 because it's been that's been determined. ZK Snarks essentially allow that to happen without that checker being or that verifier being a person. Yeah, and, and essentially that, you just use a fragment of the ID. In 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 that example, just a fragment of the ID is enough to uh, verify it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So we, we're getting down to the technical stuff now. That's good. Um, I'm glad you had that definition in there because <laughs> I'll, I'll definitely consider using that one. It always stumps me. <laughs> yeah. No, you're welcome. It's made a lot of sense to me when I first heard it too. But um, so I'm looking, I'm looking through, um, you know, obviously your medium articles. I'm looking over your Twitter. I'm looking at your discord. I can see that in the discord uh, just before when I was on it, you got about 2,600. Uh, yeah, 2,000 people in the Discord, 7,000 on the Twitter, so just under 10,000 in the community. We know that there's a lot more people in the Terra community than 10,000 people. So first and foremost, if you're on this call, go and do yourself a favor and um, you know follow these guys and keep, keep, keep track of what they're doing. But I do want to address a concern. Uh, one concern that I have and then one also thing that I think is really cool about what you're doing. And the first one is sure. a lot of people that speak of... Um, tornado cash not a lot 
but I've heard whispers from some people. They think that tornado cash is a honeypot, that it's some sort of uh, CIA trap to watch people who are uh, trying to implement privacy with their Ethereum-based transactions. You know, do you have any sort of thoughts on that? Yeah, I don't know. Like, um, I, I never would have thought so because of the decentralized and open source nature of it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't speak for the CIA. I, I could tell you they got nothing to do with Void Protocol, but <laughs> yeah, I could, I, I could imagine. I just thought I was, I was sort of be curious to hear, you know, your thoughts and views. Of course, you know, it could just be some tinfoil stuff, and it quite possibly is. But um, yeah, I think. In this space, transparency really is key. You know, I, I had I was on another Twitter space earlier today, and there was a, a bunch of drama going down. And the, the whole thing is basically remedied when people are able to kind of say, "Cool, here's what's going on in the back end. Here's what here's what we're working towards. Here's the solution that we're trying to find." And so, you know, it sounds like from from the conversation so far, you've been super transparent. Um, so that's great. But on the on the likeness to um, tornado cash there was something that i was thinking about oh the anchor earn function so the integration you've got with anchor earn can you tell us a bit about that yeah well it it essentially at first just seemed like a no-brainer you know people were locking up ust for let's say a a few weeks to a month initially um yeah it just doesn't make sense to not have that capital be productive in the meantime i think it is uh, a small flaw of a lot of other mixes is the fact that you know the only reward often is the native token of the platform. Uh, so we're implementing, yeah, firstly on the UST, the anchor earn, uh, and then the lunar like strategy is still in in discussions, I guess. Uh, and it's going to come down to the community and the DAO. Like what strategies does everyone want to see implemented? It also means that it won't always be locked to possibly anchor earn. Um, of course, you know, just relying off the back of one protocol, which mm-hmm. I guess a lot of Terra projects are doing right now, um, yeah. isn't necessarily the most sustainable thing long term. So mm-hmm. that will be able to be changed by the DAO if there's better strategies or safer strategies or more rewarding strategies if everyone wants to up the risk. Like, <laughs> yeah, certainly. And I think you know it there with the anchor. So thank you very much. I love anchor. But I do see it as like it, potentially like a single point of failure, right? If Anchor did have something catastrophic happen, it can it can sort of have a very big flow on effect. Yeah, definitely. The whole sort of purpose of decentralization is to minimize those, uh, the ramifications of that type of incident happening. But, you know, for as far as like if I was just comparing, you know, Tornado and uh, Void, you've already got a leg up using Void versus Tornado because you're actually able to earn interest while your tokens are locked up in those anonymity pools, yeah? Yeah, exactly. And and of course, initially, we will also, um, I guess, reward or attract TVL by incentivizing with um, Void tokens as well as the actual strategy implemented. So uh, we're hoping that, you know, we're not just going to find people seeking uh, purely just privacy on the platform. We're hoping that there's enough, you know, in, enticement in the fact that you can still get a good APY on your UST. But at the meantime, it, like during that, instead of just putting it in Anchor, you'll be earning void tokens as well. Right. Okay. So let's talk about that a little bit. Let's talk about the void tokens, um, the utility, what you know, how they're going to be used, the benefits of having it. And also the other thing that you did mention earlier that I want to get more clarity on too is around the launch of the tokens. Um, I, yeah. I know in the paper here it says, you know, public sale, public farms is 15% allocated. You know, what's the vehicle for that? Yeah, so we've we've still been in discussions to really sort of narrow down exactly what it looks like. Uh, we were kind of moving faster towards it uh, at the end of last year, but as we've had a little bit of a delay in the back end, we're, we're taking a little bit of time to just make sure that we are going with the best options. Uh, our huge focus is, you know, the community that's supported us. We want everyone that's being involved in the community to, to essentially have an equal and fair opportunity to be involved in the, the public raise. Um, and like there's so many launch pads out there, but we've noticed like a common, it's, it feels like a little bit of a problem is the fact that it's a lottery system based on staking an individual launch pads token, mm-hmm. um, which is, is great in some senses. And we're probably going to use an element of that for our token sale, but we really just want to make sure that, you know, everyone who's sort of been around 
for for a while in the community uh we'll essentially have a have a shot at getting in so we've been chatting with nearly all the platforms uh and recently with atlo as well um they're really great oh, yeah. to to chat with so yeah we're, we're narrowing it down but I, I can't share really specifics at the moment still that's okay it's all it's all good you've um obviously you got to do what you've got to do and maintain some or some level of privacy seeing as we're talking about the, <laughs> the, the hot topic here I can see that uh, CFI's come up. Yeah, I was just going to say, let's, let's let uh, Sefi talk here, and then also let's also open it up to questions. We've been going for about a half hour, so if anyone sure. in the uh, community wants to pop in with some questions as well um, or comments on uh, Void Protocol, feel free. Sure. Hey, guys, good evening. Uh, I, kind of a simple question. So if, if I, the idea is if I send something from my public wallet into Void Protocol, um does the fact that i'm becoming well does the fact that i'm using void protocol become obvious to anyone that is using that is looking at my wallet um would be one question and the flip side of that would be so money leaves the void protocol wallets shows up on your new sort of fresh wallet is it obvious that that came from void protocol or is that somehow obscured i guess is my uh, or is there a new address generated to send that, or how does that work? Yeah, no, that definitely good questions. Um, at at the moment, especially in its base form, it will be, and and I, I honestly probably can't see a way around it at this stage. Uh, it will be like visible that your initial wallet has put into the void, and in the brand new wallet, the funds won't be traceable to that wallet, but it will be obvious that it's come out of the void as well. So there is that that sense there. Uh, and I guess the big thing is the fact that it's, you know, there is nothing wrong with seeking privacy. Um, I guess it's that old thing where everyone kind of lumps you in the category of you, if you look for privacy, you must be nefarious uh, or something along the lines of that. But yeah, it, it, it's going to be unhideable at this stage just because it is a public layer one that we're building on um which means you know any transactions are actually visible and and that's why the solution we've gone with does work like everything's still visible but you you can't track it because it's obfuscated that's a tricky word um within the process so yeah so from a utility perspective you like the the primary use case in your mind uh would be sort of like, you know, really just to have your fresh wallet interact with various protocols and things to kind of maintain privacy, but then, but not necessarily uh, change anything about your existing wallet, really, in that sense, right? Basically. Yeah. So, like, you could still use your existing wallets. You can just put a little bit into the void protocol. And anyone watching that wallet will know that you're you know, using some of your funds privately or you're priv anonymizing some of your funds. Um, and I guess that's like a part of the importance of it. You know, everything is so public that it, it shouldn't be a sort of a nefarious act to want to cover a little bit of it uh, just to protect yourself, essentially. I hope that answered. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think I get it. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> hey, thanks for, uh, thanks for this session. Um, I was listening to um, Secret and other uh, Ethereum level um, anonymity protocol. I actually myself dig into a lot of others like Blank Wallet and um, Railgun and uh, uh, Tornado Case. Uh, but none of them, none of them are kind of hiding your transactions. It means you pretty much know where it's coming from, where it's going, right? The only one I know so far, uh, which you cannot go like all the way down uh, on layer one or two, uh, it is uh, Bukhanir. Okay, that guy has uh, made that product ridiculously like amazing. I mean, you guys need to see that. I I want something on Terra like Bukhanir. If is if is it are, a, is it an app he's made or is it a layer one? Uh, it's layer one. So once yeah. you once you put your money, you you don't even see like uh, in um, Explorer or Explorer or anything on layer one. It means any utility you use, you don't see that. You not even see how much you put it in. So yeah, I think like yeah, secret is similar with the 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 bottom layer of it. But I guess yeah, that's the major. Is still, it is still visible, but but not like uh, UCC. <laughs> so just take a look at that, and hopefully, what Safi just asked. I think we are looking for that functionality where you know, if uh, if Luna leaves the token out of the wallet, but then on the other side it goes into another wallet. 
but there is no relationship you can set between those two wallets where it's coming and where it's going out. Yep. Like the, essentially the only relation on, on our platform would be the fact that it's interacted, but it's untraceable back to the funds without, without sort of having a private layer one, um, then it, it's almost impossible to hide either end of the uh, deposit and withdrawal because everything by default is transparent on on the layer one. On the chain, yeah, I mean, uh, shared protocol probably doing the same thing. Secret might be in the same board. I'm mean, here, like feature wise, uh, maybe a couple of them missing. If you li- literally like compare one on one kind of thing, like Apple to Apple. But none of them pretty much closed. Uh, I seen so far on Terra, which can say, yeah, yeah, we are probably, you know the, the best out of all this herd. Yeah, I guess I guess our main our main point towards that is, you know, we're not trying to, or not essentially going to be a hundred percent. You know, you can't even tell you've interacted with it. There will be evidence of interacting with it, but we're just a sim- we're just trying to achieve like a simple layer of privacy for the user and and i've i've tried to mention it before but you know we wouldn't even want to encourage people trying to use the platform for like tax evasion and avoiding governmental bodies it's it's about just having a wallet that doesn't link you to your old wallets just having a a private hot wallet which you can transact with you can buy nfts with load it all up with all your fun stuff and then you can you know dox that wallet and not be worried about you know all your other wallets un- unfolding from it oh yeah it's not about evading like uh, one example i can give you which is pretty simple and like a natural just came to me uh, in a one of the tweets somebody asked for help like he wanted to give some luna to his brother without knowing his brother like okay he gave luna to his brother means he wanted to give him like anonymously right without having any proof like he gave Luna. So his brother's like, oh, I got some Luna. From whom? I don't know. That's the whole purpose yeah. of that conversation. But you, you know what I'm saying, right? Like even he, yeah, he can create another wallet, he can transfer, but already, once you go on the chain, you can pretty much find out who sent from where and which wallet he used. Means you yeah, don't know with, who owns that wallet. That's that's the only thing, right? Exactly. And with that example, like for example, he could withdraw uh, the $1,000 or $100 out of the void protocol uh, after a small amount of time has passed. And and in that case, it would be completely untraceable back to his original wallet. It would just be like, uh, it would be very hard to know where it's come from at that point. Okay. Okay. Uh, I- Let's, Do you guys uh, have a light paper or white paper released already or still in progress? Yeah, we've got docs on our Twitter. Okay, thank you. All right, let's no take uh, take the next question here. So I think Frugal is next. Uh, hey, guys. I had a question about like how the transactions are reflected on the blockchain. So I know Ethereum uh, layer 2s are kind of clubbing the transactions and are just sending one transaction to the actual main uh, layer one of Ethereum. Is it something similar that like Void would be doing? That like, if ten people send uh, send in USD to Void, then like they would all appear together, or is it just like individual transactions that would show up on the Terra blockchain? Can you hear us, Void? This might be that Android issue that keeps happening with Twitter Spaces. It's yeah. only after like two hundred people have joined, so like <laughs> I think we're safe to know. <laughs> so it's a good it's a good sign and a bad sign. <laughs> yeah, I think uh but we are at one oh one. We are not yeah, at two hundred. <laughs> this yeah. problem is with uh with Twitter spaces, not with Android or iOS, by the way. There yeah, there there was yeah, some issue with like Android users in Twitter spaces recently, but I don't know if that's what's affecting me. Void protocol, if you can uh if you can hear us, just uh exit the Twitter spaces, come back in and then request to be host. So, Dr. Doscoin, uh, since I joined late, and I think probably some other people uh, trickled in late too, can you give us just kind of like the 30-second uh, highlight reel uh, while he's rejoining? Or do we lose Dr. Doscoin too? Yeah, we might have uh, we might have <laughs> lost both the co-hosts. Yeah, I can give I can give a, a pretty brief over here. Uh, here, so Void Protocol is going to be launching uh, a mixer on um, Terra. So what that'll enable you to do is basically uh, apply a level of anonymity to your transactions. And uh, what that'll enable you basically to do is deposit your money into the Void, which is essentially a smart contract, and then 
uh, wait a certain period of time and then withdraw that to a brand new wallet, which will obviously be obfuscating the transactions. So people won't know, uh, you know, obviously like, you know, where that transaction came from to the new wallet. Um, so you'll only, you know, and one thing that uh, Dr. Doskin was just kind of touching on here, um, or I don't know if that was him or someone else, but um, just kind of touching on the fact that uh, you're going to be able to see like that you interacted with the void protocol from your public wallet and that it came out of the void from the other wallet, obviously. But aside from that, you're not going to know with the new wallet, uh, you know, where those funds came from. Right, right. And then one thing I missed was, is it Luna or is it UST or is it both? Do you know? Did you catch that? That's a that's a good question. We actually didn't. Uh, that's a good question I asked one, once we get them back up here because I actually haven't. Uh, actually haven't. I, th- I think I think they were like planning on doing UST as like a deposit on Anchor, and for Luna they were still developing strategies or something. Okay, that's kind of what I took too. Was that because they were talking about that Anchor strategy that it had to be at least UST, right. and then um, and then yeah, maybe that they're working on Luna. Void, do we have you back? Yeah, if, if you guys can hear me. Yeah. yeah. We can hear you. But yeah, the, as you said, the thing where it just yeets you out, it's it's no good. So now I'm on <laughs> BitSquid account. Apparently, Void Protocol is still there. Um, don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I just removed it. Here, I'll I'll uh, I'll promote you to co-host. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry about that. I don't. I don't know what Twitter Space has been acting weird. Every time we host a Twitter Space, like sometimes, sometimes randomly, people just get uh, yeeted out of there. Oh, the, the other thing that I saw that I've seen that happen with is if like someone else from the Void team had logged in with maybe the same account, then it kind of does that. It like derps. There's a chance. Ho- hopefully not the case. But yeah, I think it's done it to me before anyway. Just when I've been casually listening to Twitter Spaces. But yeah, there you go. <laughs> Yeah, so we were we were trying to like uh, fill the void a little bit. No, no pun intended. Like <laughs> you were gone, and uh, I uh, had asked about like if if it had been explicitly said whether this was like just UST or UST and Luna, and it, I think we kind of came to the crowd consensus that it sounds like it's going to be for UST at first, and that's what makes sense with the Anchor protocol or the Anchor integration you're talking about, and then you're still working on maybe adding Luna later. Is that? Correct. Yeah, so uh, there's a good chance we'll launch with both. Uh, it's the the strategy on you know how the Luna is going to be earning uh, or effective capital that that's yet to be decided. But uh, if it comes down to it, UST is definitely the main focus for the initial launch. Uh, and then in regards to like other um, like currencies or tokens, it's going to be a hundred percent like demand driven and by the DAO as well. You know, um, we definitely not want to launch a pool if it's only going to have like three deposits because it's, it's not going to work. Um, but yeah, we definitely will be open, um, in the future once the DAO has sort of taken the reins to adding multiple different types of currencies on there. All right. I think we got Dr. Dasquin back up here. Can you hear us? Check, check, check. Can you hear me? Yes. Oh, that was the most frustrating five minutes. I could hear everything and I couldn't. <laughs> walking as if I was like, okay, I'm back, guys. And then it was just silent. Um, Twitter gave you a timeout, buddy. I'm <laughs> in the naughty corner. Um, so just to, just to piggyback on that real quick bit, Squid, with the Luna, so theoretically, is it possible that we could have something on the back end that's running through like, you know, I don't know, a stator or a prism or something that utilizes Luna? 100%, yeah. Like we've already uh, had chats with Stata just on how that would look um, if we were to sort of go down that road. But as I said, it's going to be brought to the community because um, obviously everyone's got to make that assessment on, on a risk and whether it's going to be worth it. Um but yeah, like definitely not ruling them out. Um, they seem to have a, a, an option that would work quite well. Awesome, that's really cool to know. Did hey, I see one question? Uh, one question on cross chain. Do you guys have support? Like, are you going to do that anyway? Like going from Terra to Ethereum to Solana to back to Terra or something like that? Obviously, it, it, it's not. It's not on the not on the books at the moment. Really, um, all our focus is just on Terra. Um, you know, who knows what the future holds um, with this multi-chain future in front of us. But I, I think for a very long time, our focus will be entirely Terra. 
Right, yeah, you just gave me a thought there, Bit Squid. So potentially something could be done where you know you could uh, go through Void. It would create a new wallet. That wallet's not attached to you. Then you use that wallet to send UST, you know, through to uh, uh, Osmos, Osmosis, or something like that. And then you could potentially be making transactions through there that actually wouldn't even be linked to you. Yeah, it'd only link back to this, you know private hot wallet mm, interesting. yeah i think that's actually a huge uh insight right there because that's one of the things i hate is when you like going I, I i'm i haven't claimed the comdex airdrop and some other airdrops just because like i don't want to link my tarot wallet with all these other wallets on other chains right like it just creates a trail yeah, so, definitely. So one should be that like native and one should be like IBC kind of wallet, which goes to other chains. You just pick and choose. So from void, if you just have a drop down on which wallet you want to connect, that will be great. So like feature request right now. Yeah, it's fun. Mm, this is fun. So I'd be curious to know, is it just before I say anything, who's I can see Procell wants to speak and Phil wants to speak. How about we get some questions from those two? All right. Can I go? Go ahead. Yeah. Sure. Yep. Okay. So um first, thank you so much for the nice talk. And it's nice to hear um, some Australian accents and, and see that there's some, you know, development happening in Australia on the Terra ecosystem. That's really cool. And I ha- actually had some questions about that, but maybe we can take that offline. But um, sure. I just had two questions here. The first is, so I know Kujira, when they, when they do um, uh, bids with AUST, they said that they're going to take a cut of, you know, a small percentage of the, of the interest that's accruing on the AUST, right? So will it be similar here or is it just the withdrawal fee that you guys will charge? Yeah, so uh, we do have a small uh, parameter set initially, which is about 1% of the earnings, which would go to void governance stakers. Uh, this parameter is just here as a, as a DAO-controlled variable, essentially. Um, but yeah. Um, okay, so you know the money that's in the void, if I had some UST in there, would be earning... 18.5% instead of 195 or something like that. Yep. And then there's yep. going to be, essentially, the DAO will also get to decide upon in the future, uh, you know, whether it's going to implement uh, an insurance policy as well on all the void anonymity pool deposits, which would essentially come out of that as well. But uh, again, yeah, that, that's kind of future stuff, but definitely things we'll be looking into. Uh, and it's just whether the, the DAO and the community, you know, wants to take this less risk adverse road um, and give up a, a portion of the, the earnings uh, or, you know, let each, you know, person sort of look after their own capital and their own um, sort of protection in, in the sense of looking for their own personal insurance on that. Right. Okay. Interesting. That, that would be implemented with one of the existing, um, in, you know, options for insurance? Yeah. Well, and we're watching closely as well with the new one looking to mm-hmm. launch. Okay. Um, great. And so the second question I had, uh, it just has to do with, you know, I wonder, will there be some metric, you know, so, you know, I, I understand that if I put my money in the void and then I'm the only depositor for like a week, which is obviously ridiculous, but it's just a simplified example, right? Then, and then I withdraw, then it's clear that it was me, right? But if I put my money in there and then there are lots of, there are lots of deposits and withdrawals, it becomes more difficult to see that that was me. You could imagine that um, over some period of time, the, the frequency of deposits and withdrawals is very, very high. Then even though my money were in there, for a short, even if my money were in there for a short period of time, it would still be very unlikely that someone could trace it back to me. So is there going to be some measure or metric of kind of, and I'm not exactly sure how you would implement this, but, but I'm sure it could be done that, you know, that it's, 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 even though, even though you've had your money in there for a short, shorter period of time, it's, it's, it's actually very, very safe to, to send it to your hot wallet now or whatever you're calling it. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, yeah. we're, we're actually looking at how we implement that, uh, essentially like an anonymity indicator, uh, essentially just to sort of give a bit of an indication. And, and of course, we don't want to end up, you know, saying it's guaranteed and then something come back to sort of take down the void team. But uh, we're going to have some kind of anonymity indicator on on sort of where, where your deposit's at and how reliably you can feel about withdrawing it. Awesome. Thanks. No worries. Yeah, go ahead, Phil. Cool. What's up, guys? Thank you for having the space. This is fun. Um, I'm glad I don't have to duck any bottles or anything because I'm going to say the word Monero. Uh, And I was wondering, like, to someone who knows and understands Monero, 
uh, can you just make a comparison and explain what sets Void apart? Yeah, so Monero is like, um, it's like Bitcoin in a lot of senses. It's essentially a private currency. Um, and, and it is a bit of a dinosaur currency as well. Uh, well, so, sense... sorry, let me clarify. I don't want to interrupt, but like WowNero and like the privacy functions of Monero. Like, like I understand the tech of Monero and like the privacy features. So maybe that was not phrased well. Okay. <laughs> yeah, in, in regards to like how Monero actually secures things, I, I'm actually not fully up to speed on that. Um, I've been following Monero for a long time and I am and still a little bit of an investor. Um, as as most privacy plays, honestly, it, I can see it's just eventually, even though it has been lagging, I feel like privacy plays have a big space in the future. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah. yeah, I wish I could elaborate more on you know the intricacies of. You know, I wish what's anyone could. Now. <laughs> no worries, no worries. Yeah, yeah. I wish someone could. <laughs> <laughs> One day. <laughs> Should we take uh, frugal real quick, and then after that, we'll do the DeFi dead. Yeah, let's get those two on. Hey, hey guys, uh, the same question again, like um, would the transactions to the void um, account be clubbed together or would they appear as like individual transactions? I don't know if that's possible to do it on Terra, but like I know that like layer twos on Ethereum, or I could be wrong, but layer twos on Ethereum, like do all the transactions on their own network and then like have um, like one transaction that is on the ethereum there okay yeah uh, essentially it wouldn't be the case every transaction would go in uh independently um but i could see yeah some benefit in sort of if you sort of pulled deposits and then like sort of put them all in at once um but yeah at this stage we were just planning to set it up as just singular deposits singular withdrawals it's it's all just one for one Okay, and like just like a similar question on this that like would you have yeah. like constantly changing deposit wallets that like maybe if somebody finds out this is a void wallet then like maybe in like sometime they you change the wallet like every few weeks or every week or something is there something that you guys we, would do something like that which which wallet in particular like the actual like the the smart contract addresses or the um the pool that the funds are stored in like everything in general that's related to void i don't know if that's like a very vague question but like let's say i'm depositing to void and like um i'm getting funds into a different wallet like the uh addresses are usually the same if they're not changed uh, as in like the i guess the the address that's come out of on the other end so you can sort of right. see quickly that it's void protocol yeah, yeah. We, we hadn't really uh, thought too much on it but if there would be some benefit to do it like we would have that functionality where we could implement something like that um yeah we oh, just okay. have to sort of think about it a little bit more and further <laughs> sure sure that sounds good that's all i wanted to ask thank you again no thanks thanks for your question there let's get uh, the DeFi, the DeFi squid looking person on yeah, hey guys, uh, thanks for taking my question and uh, thanks for doing the spaces. Um, I just have a quick question regarding uh, connectivity or foreseeable uh, operability in the future connecting to uh, ledger wallets on the void protocol. I don't know if anyone else mm. is curious about that, but that's something that I'm definitely interested in. Thanks. Yeah, of course, actually really great question. Um, yeah. we, we haven't started implementing um, ledger wallet but honestly it would be silly to not do that um given you know obviously people who are very concerned with privacy often are also very concerned with security so <laughs> it makes perfect sense really cool cool thank you does that answer your question there yeah Thanks. here's what we'll do seeing as you know i sort of set out the the purpose the outcome and the agenda at the start of the call to be about an hour here just to kind of keep things in integrity i know that we've had terror spaces during the recording and they're often run off their feet um what I would love to do is ask probably one slash two more questions, if that's okay, BitSquid, and then we'll sort of, of wrap course, this up in a yeah. little bow. Yeah. Um, so just a general question, obviously, it's a few months by the looks of it until we get uh, Void operational. For the people that are listening, you know, what are some best practices that you would recommend uh, to increase their levels of privacy in the meantime? Oh, there's 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 a lot of things essentially that you can do and not be doing. <laughs> um, essentially, yeah, using a um, cold wallet uh, for your storing, uh, 
a lot of people at the moment on Terra, without there being other options, will go through an exchange or something uh, and into a different wallet just to add a level of, I guess, um, privacy to it where, you know, you can only really get that information from an exchange. Uh, but that's for that's for like spending. So I, I guess it sort of depends. Yeah. What, what level of privacy are you looking to achieve with it? Um, and is it security and privacy or not? Um, because yeah, at the, at the moment, I guess on crypto, there are, there are many ways to to essentially make all your money private at the moment, but on Terra, there there's no ways to do it. <laughs> yeah, if that makes sense. So totally things like yeah. bridging in and out of Monero or using a Monero wallet as a as a cold storage if you're happy holding <laughs> Monero uh, as well, then that that's a way to pretty much guarantee anonymity on the blockchain. Mm -hmm. But does it you know is it is it sort of achievable for everyone to do something like that and not really is most of the case the answer yeah certainly i myself have been you know a, a fan of well, both monero and pirate chain for a while now um and so this you know the, the topic of security and privacy is of, of interest to me and yeah i just think anyone that is wanting to do something a bit more securely or privately it's just it's good to have options while we're waiting for something to happen uh with you guys on terra of course i reckon the best thing people can do for themselves is uh, at this stage like efficient wallet management and you know not being socially engineered and not falling for for phishing attempts on websites um yeah <laughs> mm, <laughs> these, these are the big ones i think that, that get most people yeah, I think you've just given me an idea. Maybe in the Discord or something, uh, Zion will get a little security practices channel or something going on just for anyone that's new to the space. I think yeah, awesome. really, uh, we're, we're, we've got that on our um, list of uh, articles that we'll be producing in the, in the coming weeks as well. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah when you guys, when you guys uh, finish that, feel free to um, send it to us or like, you know, add us or tag us in the post on Twitter or something just so we know when you guys release it and then we can uh, try and promote that. And send it out into the ether as well awesome yeah for sure um Fantastic. One, one question i just wanted to ask a quick question as well before we wrap up um because i was curious about the void token yeah i know you touched on it briefly um bit squid but i was curious if you could elaborate a bit more expound on uh the utility of the void token or maybe not that verbiage because of the legality of things but <laughs> um if you could just you know kind of talk about a bit about like you know the void token and and how that fits into the protocol you guys are building. Yeah, of course. Uh, so like the main main sort of purpose of the void token is to operate as a governance token. And I, I guess it's been done a lot now. Uh, so uh, we did decide to opt in for a little bit more um, use than just that. Uh, so we do have a sort of a value accrual plan for the void token itself. Uh, a part of that is tied to... Um, the withdrawal fee um, when users are withdrawing from the void anonymity pools. Uh, and again, any of these sort of variables that I give, they are just parameters for the DAO in the future to be able to sort of fine tune and work out how the platform should look. Um, but initially the withdrawal fee outside of the void pools will be 0.25%. Uh, and that will go directly to uh, the void governance. Um, that is actually avoidable though by staking at this stage it's 10,000 void in the governance pool uh, but again it could be changed in the future uh, and then there is also the, the the percentage that comes out of the anchor earn or whatever earning strategy is being implemented by the void anonymity pools as well gotcha and are you guys thinking about doing some sort of model where uh you know you do like an x void or something like that where it's you're getting a share of protocol uh you know protocol fees or are you thinking of doing more of a model or like a buyback model or something like that uh yeah so we were sort of looking into more of the um buyback sensors like the one percent if it's being paid in ust uh would be converted on the open market into void before it's paid to the void governance holders gotcha okay cool yeah i was just curious about that real quick i just want to pop in with a, one of my own questions as well because i'm curious yeah, of course, no, it's good questions as well. Um, but yeah, we're, we're also looking into um, things like the protocol-owned liquidity, uh, implementing that on the platform so that the void governance does also have a, a bit of a treasury at its fingertips uh, to be 
implementing in maybe either just liquidity, uh, but something I've been sort of talking about recently is the idea that, you know, in times of low TVL or um, maybe a bear market or something and the void platform has died down in usage, if void protocol, the governance has um, a bunch of capital behind it, then it can even implement um, like depositing into the pools and just storing capital in the void anonymity pools so that everyone else can still have a usable um, and efficient product at their hands. Mm, yeah, that's a good idea. I like that one. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's Thanks. Awesome. Well, look, here's what we'll do. I think that's a great segue probably into the very last question that I've got for you here, BitSquid, um, which is just, yeah. you know, how can we help you? Is, is there anything in regards to, you know, are you trying to onboard anyone on your team at the moment? I was on the website before and having a look around. And if anyone's on this call that might have some skills, you know, is there anyone that you're looking for at the moment to assist uh, with the building of Void? Yeah, great question. Um, at the moment, no, we our team is uh, 100% heads down and um, currently sort of we're all happy with the amount of people we have focused on the main task. Um, oh, we were looking um, briefly for someone um, to sort of come along that has a, a, a bit of a strong um, Rust background to be working essentially part-time on doing um, technical planning and, and code reviews and things just to take um, some of the load off our developers having to worry about then reviewing their own code and things and then testing. So yeah, if you know anyone like that, then <laughs> for sure, we, we're definitely looking there. Um, but in, in another sense, we are looking to um, host a uh, NFT auction in the coming weeks uh, with Ooh. all process going towards uh, Angel Protocol. Um, so we're currently in the accrual stage, gathering up NFTs. We're putting in a few um, ourselves uh, and we're looking to essentially with some of the larger ones, if, if people aren't looking to donate into the auction basket purely, uh, possibly subsidizing it a little bit. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, we want to host a, a bit of an auction just to sort of show our commitment to the Angel Alliance. Um because we do have plans in the future to, to represent like um, our commitment as, as a protocol. But for now, while there's no platform, we didn't really have much of a way to highlight that. Cool. Yep. I, um, I think that there's probably a couple of people on the call that are familiar with Rust and maybe some people that listen back to this uh, will be as well. So, of course, you know, either reach out to BitSquid directly or you can come through via us as well. Um, and regarding the NFT, that exactly. all sounds super exciting. Yeah, if anyone's got 10 hours a week that they want to put towards doing some uh, Rust, Cosm, Wasm code reviews, you know, we'll hear you out. <laughs> Love it. Well, look, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for answering all the questions. It's been a pleasure. You've got a wonderful energy. Um, it's good to see lots of people on this space as well, engaging and, uh, you know, listening to what's being said. So I'm going to wish you well for now. Um, we'll keep the conversation going and, and see where it all ends up. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, thanks to you guys as well for reaching out to us and, and hosting this. You know, we'd love to sort of, you know, get more involved with the community around us and these kind of things are a really great way to do that. So thanks. No yeah. worries. Any last words, Zion? Yeah, I was just going to say, um, you know, if you guys want to come back on in the future, just let us know. We'd love to have you back on for another space um, and host you guys and, you know, manage the speakers and do all that sort of jazz for you guys. Um, get the word out. We we love what you guys are building, and we think it's essential for Terra's blockchain. Obviously, right now with no privacy solutions like Void Protocol, this is going to be a huge value add for the community, and that's one of the reasons why we want to support it as well. Um, last thing yeah, I would say, yeah, absolutely. Last thing I would say is, uh, you know, guys, go and follow Void Protocol on Twitter so you can get the latest updates on everything that they're doing all the stuff that they're building is a huge value add, like I said, to the Terra protocol. I'm sorry, the Terra network. So um, give them a follow. And the other thing I would say is if you guys want to get the latest news on all things Terra, you can check out the OC Intel report on Telegram, which you'll find a link for that in uh, on our Twitter, on our link tree up at the top in our bio. Uh, so we post uh, all of the latest news there so you can check that out as well. But that is awesome. all I got. Uh, thank you again, Bitsquid, for joining us. And I'll see you guys later. Have Lovely. a happy day. Thanks people. again. See you guys. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the Orbital Command Void Protocol Space, recorded on Monday, January 17th, 2022. This episode of The Ether is brought to you by Orbital Command, a community validator on Terra dedicated to educating, expanding, and promoting the lunatic community. 
Visit OC's What We Do page using the link in the show notes to take advantage of all their educational resources, including weekly meetups to discuss Terra protocols, strategies, and concepts, the Terra Luna Intel report on Telegram, and YouTube explainer videos showing Terra concepts, and much more. You can also support their community efforts by considering them next time you're delegating or redelegating your Luna. Find out more at orbitalcommand.io. TerraSpaces appreciates their support. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Well, we blow through the dust, volcanoes erupt. No one ever guessed that the game would be tough. Keep a hands off when the play is a bust. Plain old and just, so we keep it on the one. Blast off on the two. Help me see the three. Third eye open wide, checking out the scene. Laser beam focused, star scream jokers. Living off the fat of the people they approach. Tell me what happens when the land fights back. With the cliffs at our backs, make the last stand matter. No one ever planned for the famine on deck. We was walking all erect with a dead man swagger. Sitting in a little den, envision in the middle men. Listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty then. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian. Lost in the maze, trying to make the next bubble billion. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian. Lost in the maze, trying to make the next bubble billion. Little den envision in the middle men Listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty then Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze trying to make the next No one gave a shit till the drugs all dried up Everybody died from a bad batch of Lysol But it didn't matter we was all hyped up When the pedal hit the metal he just didn't have the right skill Watched in the daytime till the night curfew Rats in a cage till they make time to murk you Got a little job that falls under my purview We gotta get this mob away from the birds view. Gotta find cover. Wipe off the bird poop. Ride off the work while you try on the worst juice. Blinded by perps who try to reverse truth. Slide like Fox News just trying to lie to you. Eating up the slop like a bunch of hungry vagrants. I can't wait for the day they lock us up in stasis. Mock up a basement could call me resilient. Waiting for the internet to make me a billion. Vision in the middle men, listen to the fiddle man, play a little ditty then, talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian, lost in the maze trying to make the next billion. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian, lost in the maze trying to make the next billion. Channel spaces. <laughs> <laughs>